Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, everybody looks happy and awake and excited. And uh, if you're not, you soon will be. So um, we want to welcome you, everybody. So happy to be back together again. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is July 11th, 2022, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. This is the journey, which is our time of the week for discipleship. For this hour, we're on session number six in a series on spiritual leadership, and it's based on the book by the same name, Spiritual Leadership by Jay Oswald Sanders, originally published in 1967. So the book is over 50 years old, but the principles in this book, as we are finding out, are timeless. And for this week, we're discussing chapters 16, 17, and 18. Chapter 16, Responsibilities of Leadership. Chapter 17, Tests of Leadership. Chapter 18, The Art of Delegation. So what we're going to do is, I think, pretty similar. The setup for this hour is pretty similar to what we did last week, which I think worked out pretty well, which is we'll open up in prayer. Susan and I will have brief things to say about things in these three chapters that struck us. Then we're going to open it up for the whole group for a few people to just make comments on things that nuggets that they got or things that struck them. And then we'll go into breakout sessions and then we will report from the breakout sessions. So we're excited. We're happy to, can't wait to hear what everybody thought, what they have to say. But let us open up in prayer first. Jenny Hager, I love it when you pray, especially when you open us up. So. Would you please unmute yourself and bring us into the presence? It's when we see you, Fred. We all feel and see you and we see Sue and we just feel we're all back in family. We feel good. We're all together again, <laughs> praising another father. And this is your work. And it's we just delight in it, Papa God. And so, Father, we pray for another wonderful time on this journey call with a French sharing which is always so rich and father for your anointing to be in the breakout rooms with it with us all sharing and so lord just thank you we delight in you in jesus name amen amen thank you so much jenny all right let us go to the world famous susan rao and give us open us up with a, some comments that stuck what struck you in these three chapters all I can say is that I have absolutely loved this book, <laughs> probably because I needed it, <laughs> but I could relate to almost every sentence that this guy writes. And I hope that it has been an encouragement and an inspiration for everybody here. I will just go through a couple of thoughts that really struck me, and I'm still thinking about it as I went through these chapters. The first chapter is 16. And he goes through the responsibilities of leadership. And there's four different sections, one on service, applied discipline, guidance, and initiative. And 
we led a watch here in our region for, I don't know, 15 years every Monday night. And through those, we realized that was training ground for what we are doing now. And there were often times where we had to discipline people, but the Lord taught us how to do that when nobody knew that they were being disciplined <laughs> in such a life-giving way that it just brought everybody into oneness. But and it's not a reflection of us. It's about us getting helping God help us in this situation. <clears throat> and he did give us ways of doing things. And I've also been in situations in the body of Christ. I think we can all do those painful situations where there's been public sort of discipline. And I just don't resonate with that too much. But anyway, in that chapter 16, there was one sentence that he said on page 155. He says, more failure comes from an excess of caution than from bold experiments with new ideas. And I feel like that's a word for all of us who are going to Heronhut, who are involved in that, that we need to go into that, that meeting with faith. And as we're preparing to go and all these looming things like the war and the food and the gas and <laughs> airline stuff that's whacking us around as absolutely we've got to stand with the rod out and cross over the red sea that's like the pharaoh coming down our necks and saying no we're going to cross over we're going to pass through this gate and we're going to land because there's something strategic the lord wants to release to us that'll be important for the season ahead that's where my faith is and I don't think it's stupidity. I think it's real faith. I think it's a call of God. And we are seeing him release favor. We're going to see the testimony of God bring people right to the place where they're supposed to land with all the details coming into together. So I'm just releasing that exhortation for us to go into Heronhut with faith and a lot of prayer. So we're starting prayer Wednesdays now from... 4 to 4.30 Jerusalem time. There's no really convenient time for anybody on this. I'm sorry. But anyway, we needed to make it more convenient for those in Germany to join us. And so anyway, we'll be praying into that. That's the word from chapter 16 that I got. And 17 was about tests. And boy, I don't know about you, but we've been tested to the bone. And I look back and I know that those are the times when I grew the most. What Hudson Taylor on page 162 says this, Hudson Taylor faced many hard situations in his career to win China for Christ. He counted three phases and most great tasks undertaken by God, impossible, difficult, and done. <laughs> and right now for Heronhut, I feel like it's impossible. But faith is going to make it difficult. And then we're going to see the testimony of Jesus and it'll be done. <laughs> and then in failure, another nugget that really caught my eye was how a leader handles failure or simply feelings of failure will set much of the agenda for the future. So any of you being tried that way, listen up, everybody. We have all face this either whether in reality or in thought we've all faced the sense of failure so how we handle it 
is what, how God is wanting to train us in this hour. And, oh, the other one that caught my attention was jealousy. I think we've all probably faced that at some point in time in ministry. But what I got out of this was Moses was deeply wounded when his sister and brother came against him. And Moses was deeply wounded, but he said nothing to vindicate himself. His main concern was God's glory, not his own position or privilege. And I thought that was really, that's so good. To zip your mouth, don't retaliate when that jealousy or that rebuke comes towards you. It's not coming from the right heart. It's not the time to, you know, shoot off at the mouth. It's really time to shut the mouth and wait for wisdom. So, Fred? Great stuff, dear. It's hilarious because we didn't didn't totally share notes. We did a little bit prior to this, but a couple of the quotes and things that you had that really struck you were the same ones that struck me. So, it's good. Great minds think alike. Let me just just focus in on the ones that were, there were actually two of them. Uh, They were both under chapter 17, tests of leadership that really struck me. And the first one was, which you, you talked about a little bit, but I just want to highlight a little bit more, which is the subheading of the impossible situation. And I'll just, I'll just read the quotes here from the book. A true leader steps forward in order to face baffling circumstances and complex problems. Our own day, now remember this was written 50 years ago, our own day presents leaders with difficult problems as never before. If leaders are to survive, they must view the difficult as commonplace and the complex as normal. And uh, then a few paragraphs down, is uh, this quote, the bracing lesson is that God delights to lead people and then in response to their trust to show them power that matches every impossible situation. I think that is so good because we're in impossible situations. God knows it. He led us oftentimes to focus on those things because he wants us to trust him. And with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is too difficult for him. He knows exactly what we're doing. But it does take a certain level of boldness and uh, courage to go into things that are, that we, where we just don't see the way through. So I think this is a, just want to just say this, as leaders, we are faced with difficult circumstances constantly, and it's going to get even more intense. It is going to become normal that we're facing difficult circumstances and how do we deal with it? But I just want to say this for this reason, and this is part of what watchmen are all about. It's absolutely essential that we take the time to seek God, both individually and corporately for guidance and for wisdom. But it's equally important that we don't shrink back and try to avoid facing the difficult situation. And this is part of the reason why we're so important that we spur one another on towards love and good deeds, that we're constantly encouraging each other, prophesying over each other, saying, yes, you can do it. That Christianity, I've said this before, it's so true. It is not a solo sport. 
Christianity is we were meant for community. That's why we're on these calls and we are building a relationship and we're building trust in each other and we're building mutual confidence and boldness. This is what we need as watchmen in the days ahead. That's what I had to say about the impossible situation. The other thing that I wanted to mention just briefly was failure. Sue already said this, how a leader handles failure will set much of the agenda for the future. This is so true. We're all going to experience failure. In fact, the, when we have experienced failure, there's going to be a lot more of it in the days ahead. And one of the things that is so true, and this is regardless to the, excuse me, concerning the impossible situation, is that when we face the impossible situation, the very difficult things, and we go out and we step out, we're, it's not going to it's not going to walk out perfectly. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be maybe not mistakes, but just we're up against a wall and we have to go in a different direction. And and we need to give grace to ourselves and to each other as to moving forward. And uh, this is just part of life, but this is part of what we're facing as watchmen. And there's nothing wrong with. And the second quote on this failure issue is this successful leaders have learned that no failure is final whether it's his own failure or someone else's no one is perfect and we cannot be right all the time failures and even feelings of inadequacy can provoke humility and serve to remind a leader of who is really in charge <laughs> and <laughs> god has no problem with with humbling us okay and with putting us being sure that we know who's really in charge. God, you, we all know this, right? God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And, and so the more that we walk in humility, I think the more grace he's going to give us. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So we're going to, that ends that little soliloquy here. We're going to have people raise their hands and just mention briefly something that struck them or a nugget that they got. But here's what I want to do with this. I really want people to raise their hands who don't usually <coughs> speak out and you know who you are. Okay. I, I want to see that if you raise your hand and you're somebody who speaks out all the time, I'm not going to recognize you. Okay. And I want to say one other thing. There are a lot of you who get on the calls and you keep your video off. And I just want to say that it's, I want to challenge you to turn your video on. I know that some of you, it's a, it's a, there's, you're in countries or you're in a situation where you're, where there's a, there's security issues. I get that. I understand that. But a bad hair day is no excuse. And uh, we love you just the way you are. You can figure out how to make yourself presentable enough that you can, you can turn on your video, but it is very hard. It's very hard to interact with you when you're not on video and all we can see is your name on the thing. So most of that has to do with shyness. And so I just want to declare over you, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And I just want to challenge you to turn on your video and 
and raise your hand. We want we want to hear from you. This is the family of God, and uh, there's no looky loos on this call. All right, everybody get that? Are we good with that? So let's have a few people that don't usually speak out. Be bold. Be ready to face your fears. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. We want to hear from you. God wants to hear from you. So let's have uh, let's have two or three people just raise your hands and give us your. And I'll just I'll call on you. Yeah, you don't want Fred to call on you. If I call you out, too bad. It's because you didn't raise your hand. Okay, everybody who usually raises their hand and speaks, I want you to just pray for the people that are too afraid to do it right now or think that their opinion doesn't matter. So let's just do that and we're going to we're going to see some people come out of the woodwork here. Can you clarify what you want them to share again? Just Okay, just it's very simple, just something similar to what we shared. Just a nugget, something that you read in one of the three chapters that really struck you and you just want to comment on it there's no wrong answers well, some may not have read it yet okay all right okay then in that case let's see who can i pick on oh no <laughs> okay let's have Let's have Ruth H. Go ahead and unmute yourself and share with us something that you got out of this. I'm one of those who didn't read the chapters. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, fine. That's fine. Thank you for sharing that. But I, I could say just what from what you're sharing just right now that these tests and say yes and amen we really need to move forwards and uh, yeah trust the lord i really i'm learning and i want to continue to learn exactly that to trust the lord and move forward whether right. i'm stumbling and falling on my nose or if i'm standing up in a victory it has to all the glory belongs to the lord and i really want to continue to move forward with him amen that's so good thank you ruth all right, let us go to Crystal Styles. Crystal, you want to unmute yourself and uh, share something with us? Yeah, I was trying to search. I have the book on Kindle, so I was trying to search for the part I wanted to share, and I can't find it. So I don't know which chapter it's in, but it was actually about, he was talking about Hudson Taylor and just how part of leadership is sometimes, I think it was talking about compromise and how Yeah. he would have a, this vast vision but people would oppose it and so he would actually let it go instead of fighting for it and creating more division he would actually just release it and then eventually it would work itself to where it would come to pass and to me it just really struck me as such a again that thing of knowing who's really in charge that it's not us fighting for the vision we feel like we have from the lord and like I've, to the point that we would lose relationship but he, it showed such a trust that, okay, God, if this is really, you're going to convince people and I don't have to fight for my point. And so that just really struck me as that 
thing you were saying earlier about God's really good at reminding us that he's the one that's the true leader. Yeah. So I just loved that story. It really spoke to me. Yep. Great point. And he, you can tell that, that J. Oswald Sanders, that Hudson Taylor is one of his favorites. He has tons of examples of Hudson Taylor, which is great. They're great examples. Thanks so much, Crystal. All right. Let us go to Gail Levin. Gail, go ahead and give us a, unmute yourself. All right. I don't mind sharing, but I've never shared on this call. So I thought, okay, I can share. This is so good. I love impossible situations because when I come to that point that it's an impossible situation, I say, okay, God, this is impossible. I've done everything I can. Now you have to do something or nothing's going to happen. So at that point where I've done everything I can, it becomes his responsibility. And then the other thing is there was a time where I had big crisis in my life. My husband was very upset with me over something he shouldn't have been upset about, but it got so bad that I felt like I was in a movie. I'm in a movie, everything gets to that point where everything's gone. It's crisis, you're done. And I said, Lord, that's this point. It's like a movie. And I said, at this point is when start, good stuff starts to happen. So I'm waiting for the good stuff to happen. And it did happen. So there was a turning point where God did step in and resolve things past what I could do. And so I hope that's an encouragement to other people. That's great, Gail. It sounds like you really have the discipline of um, doing everything you can and then saying, God, you have to move. And that's, that's great. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. All right, Mr. Alan Robinson from Sydney, go ahead and unmute yourself. Yeah. Hi, guys. I sometimes speak. I'm sometimes busy in meetings, as you can see. I'm in the office here. But look, one of the things I'd like to reflect on with the group is the points that you've made about failures or feelings of failure and jealousy. What I found personally as an antidote to that is the spiritual maturity process that's explained where children know the love of the father. And then if you're a young adult, you can resist the work of the devil or the enemy. And then you become a spiritual father and you have spiritual children. What we've often found is that in hindsight is often the easiest way to do it, but you can, it, this is irrespective of age. So you can have people that are spiritually immature who are mature in age and a little bit vice versa. But if people are deeply rooted in the foundation and understanding of the love of the father, then they know they're loved, accepted. They're, yeah. I've found personally that I'm very much then reinforced against feelings of failure and attack because you're walking so close with the Father, him, your foundations in him and your relationship with the Lord. It's a little bit, I guess, with the jealousy thing, like a bit of a David and Saul comparison as well are we rooted in the flesh as Saul was and then we're very subject to jealousy and our fleshly weakness or are we like David and just know well, the Lord's got a long-term thing here or he's doing a thing here can I take a step back and just go into my relationship with the Lord as as my foundation and my support I, I guess I've found that principle of knowing the love of the Father being spiritually related in him and then defending you know, your attacks, which can come even though from those that are closest to us. Yeah. 
and from the enemy, then we can be walking in, in a more mature place as spiritual leaders and spiritual fathers and mothers. That's my thoughts. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Thank you so much, Alan. All right. Let us go to Rhoda. Go ahead and unmute yourself. I'd like to follow up on, on those points. For years, I've had anxiety over things. And it, it, when we look at things, it's really a lack of faith. It's a lack of trust in God when we look at what anxiety is caused by. And so in the last few years, I find that one of my favorite verses is Romans 8 and 28. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And, and I agree with Alan that we have to know that our father loves us in spite of failure. And that's been a big thing that I find I still have to overcome with it. I can't say that my parents were that critical, but I just, there's something that within me as a kid that I just grew up that if I did anything wrong, I was bad. Like it was, it was like, a, and then if you're bad, then you're not loved. And yet I can't say that happened. That's not the example that I was set by parents, but it just seemed to be an innate thing. And so if we can look at it and work on those verses and hide those verses in our hearts so that we don't sin against him. And one of them being like, it, whenever things don't go the way that, that I think that they should or that I would want them to go. So now I just say, okay, Romans 8 and 28, in all things, God works for the good. Whether you're going to Heronhood and there's a little blip in the past, in all things, where's the witness here? Where's the person that I can witness to and say that in the midst of tribulation, I'm not going to give an unchristian example or say an unchristian thing or think an unchristian thing, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. I had an example from when I, I went by myself about 22 years ago to Holland and uh, I was in, I had a taxi that I went a 20 minute ride out into the, the countryside to get to the boat dock and got to the, the parking lot. There wasn't a car to be seen in the parking lot and the driver didn't understand English very well, but he basically said, you gave me this address and so dropped me off there with all my luggage. There wasn't a person in sight. <laughs> and I remember standing there in the parking lot thinking, oh my goodness, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. What's happening here? And I signed up for prayer. And all of a sudden, two, two motorhomes pulled into the parking lot. And I went over to the one and when they arrived and I said, do you speak English? And they didn't understand me. So then when the second one came, they were talking French and I speak French. So I said, oh, okay. But I went and down, I said to them, would you watch my luggage? I see a ramp down there in a parking garage. I don't know if there's anything down there, but would you watch my luggage while I go down and see? When I went down there, there was an office down there with people and I was able to call my travel agent in Canada and say, what happened here? And I, I had a, an old pamphlet and I didn't get the updated pamphlet and the boat dock had changed for where my boat was. And those people, I called them my angels. They loaded me in the Winnebago and they drove me down to the boat. And so the verse that came to me then was, even if you're on the far side of the sea, the Lord takes care of you. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Thank you, Rhoda. Thank you.